Welcome everyone to the Inspirational Businesswoman Show. This is your host, Virginia Parsons, and we are about to have a joyful experience here with my special guest, Vanessa Blackwell. We'll be taking a look at joy restoration and setting yourself free. You can mute yourself if you'd like to, Vanessa, for a moment more. All right, hold on to your hats and we'll be getting started in just a moment. Welcome, everyone. This is Virginia Parsons, your hangout mentor and the host of the Inspirational Business Woman Show. And I want to thank you for being here today. You know, we've had a, a little bit of delay and technical difficulties, and yet we're going to persevere and get this information to you because I know that it's very valuable information. As you saw, we are going to be talking about the idea of joy restoration and how to set yourself free from times that may have been challenging, from times that could have been devastating. And I've got a wonderful guest here to talk to you just about that. Now, first of all, I want to just bring you up to date that the show is sponsored by Hangout-Marketing.com, where you can receive a complimentary Shine Strategy Session as a result of taking the live stream and hangout marketing assessment. That's right, the assessment is available to you and it is a way for you to look at what you currently know about live stream broadcasting and where you might need to make some improvements so that you can brand grow and market your business effectively and get the word out about your expertise. So if you'd like to take advantage of that assessment, you know, all you need to do is go to 775-800-4179 text the word success again to 775-800-4179 and if you happen to be out of the country no problem just go to hangout-marketing.com and you can take the assessment there all right so i want to thank you for being here whether or not you are live or in replay mode we know that your time is valuable so we'd like to hear from you we have a comment section that's available to you whether you're live or in replay mode all you have to do is go in there and say hi and let us know where you're viewing from we appreciate you taking the time because we know that your time is valuable 
Now, let me take a moment to introduce our special guest coming up right now, and that is, as I said, Vanessa Blackwell. She is a joy coach. Do you love this? She is a joy coach, and her whole idea is to help bring more joy into your life when you've had setbacks or if you're just not feeling up to par. She is the founder also of the Grief Helpline, and she's going to share with you all about that and how she decided that was where she needed to be to bring, to bring her best service to the world at this point in her life. So here's what we're going to be discussing. First of all, how do you restore your joy after a loss or a tragedy or something that has really set you back? So that's the first hot topic. Secondly, are we're going to really talk about the stages of grief because there definitely are stages that need to be worked through. And Vanessa knows about this firsthand. And finally, how about finding joy through your journey? Your entire journey should be a path that helps you embrace joy all along the way. And Vanessa is going to give us some great tips on that as well. So Vanessa, go ahead and unmute yourself and come on in and say hi to our audience. I think we need to get your camera turned back on as well. Okay, um, there you go. There's your camera. Now unmute yourself. Up in the top, you just click on that. There you go. We're in business. Good. Okay. Great. Thank you so much for All Virginia right. for allowing for inviting me to the Hangout Marketing go ahead. Show. Oh, you Thank are you so, so welcome, and the Inspirational Businesswoman Show, where we love yeah. Hangout Marketing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's such an honor. Plug in there. It's a, yes, it's such yeah. an honor. Something seems to keep muting you, Vanessa. I don't know if it has to do with your headset, if you're pushing a button muting yourself. We need you to unmute yourself again. There you go. Okay. Okay. All right, so I won't be touching anything. Just <laughs> trying to stay focused in. Um, yes, but again, it is such an honor to be here to join you today. Well, I'm I'm just thrilled to have you here. And first of all, I want to be one to say congratulations because you have a very special retirement coming up. And so you're you're starting what I would call a whole different level in your life. And so tell us a little bit about what you're retiring from and what you're moving toward. Yes. Um the military, I've actually been in the military for 24 years. So wow. A long road. Wow. Yes. Well, first of all, <laughs> I'm going to have to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And I know from all of our viewers' hearts that you are, um, that you've given such service that you've made, I know, huge sacrifices. And thank you so much for that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, but like I said, after 24 years, so the, um, the, the goal is to move into the, doing my grief. Um, helpline business full-time so I'll start my journey as the grief coach and start doing it full-time and I love it and you have such a what I would call a profound backstory to this yeah because you know we don't we don't go onto a path unless something has really guided us there driven us there whether or not we go kicking or screaming um, or it's something that we're just passionate about or the world has asked us to go ahead and share that passion. So yeah. tell them a little bit about that and how you became 
a grief coach and a joy coach I like even better. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I lost all my sisters and brothers. I had it was five of us and I had three sisters and a brother and they all passed away. My youngest sister passed away in 2014. And then um, also, so I had became grief coach certified in 2012. Well, during the transition with when she was going through her illness, that I kind of veered away from it. And, um, you know, was continuing to do, I was doing like book and business expos. But God brought me back to the grief and um, joy um, coaching restoration services when after the, her loss. My nieces and nephews kind of strayed away. My family started to take their own path. And I realized that it wasn't just my family that would go through these type of things and, you know, in, in um, situations where people pass away during, during death. It seemed like, you know, their family just took their own little, you know, like path. So this brought me back. And um, I said, okay, this is where, you know, God was leading me. So I started um, writing my book. And um, I started writing in 2012. Actually, um, didn't finish it up until no. I started writing in 2014 after my sister passed. Didn't finish it up until it just launched in November. The grief helpline. So. Well, first of all, I have to say I'm so sorry for your multiple losses. That is, yeah. first of all, so unusual mm -hmm. to have lost every one of your siblings. So, um, and I'm assuming your parents as well. Is that correct? Yes, both of my parents are deceased as well. Wow. Well, yeah. so you've had to work through so much, but I, I'm gonna I'm going to sort of explore this a little bit further, because um, have you had experiences through the military where you also had to deal with grief and loss there? Yes, because I was deployed in 2003. Um, we went to um, Iraq. And we lost a soldier, one of our youngest soldiers. He was 21. Daryl Dent was killed in a bomb IED explosion. So mm. that was, uh, it was horrible. And still sometimes now, because like I said, I was diagnosed with PTSD once I came back from Iraq. And I don't think there's too many soldiers, um, vets that, that, that don't have it really. But um, yeah, because you still have nightmares and think about, you know, all the horrible experiences that we had to encounter while we were yeah i i mean i i also have a cousin who is that's what she counsels in is ptsd for soldiers she's been working out of um colorado and you know i think affiliated with the air force base okay. and it's uh she says it's devastating you, do, you don't yeah. understand how paralyzing this is for our veterans and that's how debilitating true. it is yeah. and that it is it's a long journey back it's not a quick recovery so when we're going to be talking about these stages of grief and discovering how you can better embrace joy right. as you're going through the journey, that now relates to everyone in society. Even though your, your losses have been very extreme, not the norm, mm -hmm. but it does put you in a position that I think is brilliant in that you've got to have learned so much about this process, how to get through this process in one piece, Mm -hmm. um, how to maintain your sense of who you are, uh, your purpose in life, your balance, and, mm -hmm. and as you say, find your joy through that whole journey, I think is puts you in a very valuable position mm -hmm. to give in a way you never would have perhaps thought you would be giving, okay. to teach and share in a way that you probably never even envisioned or invited for yourself. But 
here it is, right? Yeah. Right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. I'm just, I'm so grateful for you. And, and I'm so sorry for the experiences you've had, but I'm sure you would be the first to say that these experiences are what mold us, are what grow us, and are what give us the substance so that we can help a lot of other people. That's very true. Yes, because like I said, and then the love of my life, um, Paul was killed in a car accident in 2007. So that is just like, wow. Yes, it was. Just yeah, so it, it just becomes to me quite cl clear that for whatever reason, you, these tragedies and difficulties that you have been through put you in a very unique position. And in a way, they become a blessing because you've decided to turn them into a blessing that can be of incredible assistance to others. So again, I'm praising you. I'm sending you love. Put my arms around, although as I know, you are putting your arms around so many others um, on this journey that you're on now to help so many people. So let's get into that because you are obviously one who is so um, positioned to share with people how did you discover how to restore your own joy after your losses and how can you share with other people how they can start to do the same so take it away <laughs> all right <laughs> okay so um when you think about joy you think about the birds and the bees and if you when you listen to the birds sing you listen to their songs they have a distinct song that they sing yeah, each one has a slightly different voice. It's amazing when you spend time in the presence and listening to um, birds singing in their little hearts and it's so magical and just pure joy. So if you think about the seasons and when the seasons change, you also see God's true power of joy, unbridled, and to begin to understand the many facets of joy, we have to, we can look at the summer. What is the joy of summer? It's different, and, and when it manifests joy for the winter, we sometimes get caught up in our interpretations of joy due to our nav navigational hardships or our challenges with the cold and the rain. But you, to understand the concept of nature's joy, one must be willing to view from the elements perspective. The bounty of snow that falls over the trees and the land and all between is amazing. The joy of winter is unbridled. There is no limit to brisk bone chilling cold. It is powerful beyond measure. The awe provoked by the season almost is pure joy. Spring is another example of natural joy. Natural joy. The awakening of the buds and the sun, the fresh rain, and returning birds. Summer is a different manifestation. Against with periods of heat where you can almost see the heat lines mixed with the searing sun and then the balmy tem temperatures. That again brings us joy. Fall is another, is joyful with the promise of renewal. I know when I see those leaves changing colors and that the process has begun for renewal. The blessed sleep of those plants and trees in tr um, is true call for winter. So if you see the inner consecutiveness of the seasons, this is what we must put forward in the experience that we share to share joy we need each other as much in in the summer as we do in the fall to experience the thrill of summer we must also experience the thrill, thrill of the fall with embracing the differences that we that each of us have we truly manifest 
manifest abundant joy. It is in the giving that we get and the sharing that we receive. Joy surrounds and encircles us. It reaches out to us and it emulates from us. All one must do is accept its presence and share its goodness. Wow, that's beautiful. And I've never thought of it that way. I've never thought about the, the all the joyful aspects of the four seasons mm -hmm. and how when you just pause to experience the natural expression of the four seasons that you realize there's joy wrapped in every one of them. It is. Because of the beauty of them, that's natural. Yeah. Even though, and now I think this is interesting because even though winter can be harsh and I'm hanging out here in Reno, Nevada, and we've had a darn harsh winter. On the other hand, when I look up at the mountains, the Sierra Nevadas have never been more beautiful. I've never seen so much snow up there as we have this year. And when the blue skies come out and the sun uh, shines down, I, it, the whole mountain just sparkles like I've never seen it before. So the hardest of winters can bring such incredible beauty. And that's what you're talking about is you find the joy the different aspects of the seasons where maybe there could be harshness with each season too like the summer could be sweltering and yet you can appreciate the joy of cooling off in a, in a cool stream or uh, as you say the joy of people gathering together because that's what people do so often in the summertime so i love that and then the other thing that you were talking about is <clears throat> embracing and experiencing our differences and accepting those as also beautiful and that they they bring their own sense of harmony their own sense of vibration into how we relate to each other and that's another way to experience joy so did i get that right yes you did. that was wonderful <laughs> you did a <good> recap <laughs> well and again my whole purpose in doing this show is to provide our viewers with I call them a gold mine of inspirational tips strategies and advice the idea being that if you can take one small nugget from a, a interview and a, a broadcast that I've done that you can apply in your life with a whole different perspective or in a new way or that's going to uplift you in some way and inspire your life to be even better than you thought it could be then I've served my purpose um, and so that gives me great inspiration. That's why I do like to recap because I'm listening, I'm gathering your perspective, your expertise, and then I feel if I can re-express it, it's just one more way of people hearing the value of the information that you're providing. So I'm thanking you and I think our viewers will be thanking you as well. Thank you. Let's talk for a minute about how you discovered the value of the four seasons in your own grief. Let, let's talk about how you started to embrace that to help move you through some of the paths of, of grief that you've experienced. Well, like I said, doing um, in the military, I, I love to travel. So I have one aunt left on my mom's side. And um, so now I go pick her up and, you know, take her out of town with me. So we um, went to um, Myrtle Beach last spring. And it was beautiful, it was near my birthday. And she just had a wonderful time. And uh, like I said, it was then when I really realized, you know, I was just standing on the beach because she um, didn't, didn't go down with, to the beach with me early in the morning. But I just walked along the beach, the sand and stuff. And I just looked back, you know, and thought about it. And then sometimes in the summertime, I sit on my deck and I listen to the birds. There's a lot of birds in the trees behind me. 
and I'll look at them and how they'll fly into back to before night. All of them just start. I mean, there's thousands of birds in this tree. And I just sit there sometimes and I have the patio door open and I listen to them, you know, the, the, the chirping and songs. And I, I, I mean, it's just amazing to me. But like I said, that it's um, God has a purpose for everything and everybody. So like I said, once you learn what your purpose is, then you are more comfortable in sharing it with the world. And so that's why I said, like I said, I had to find out what was next for me. And dealing with all the grief that I um, went through, I wanted to be able to help others to get through it. Because like I said, it was difficult. It was not easy. And still some days I had still have my moments. But I've learned and um, I started to use the tools that I found to be helpful in the process. And I wanted to share those with others. So, Well, thank you. And I think you're, you're again, bringing some really valuable points home. Whereas you could get sort of overwhelmed with grief and say, you know, why has all this happened to me? That's true. Why have I lost so many people in my life? Mm -hmm. And that course is going to be a downer. I mean, there's no way if you dwell there on all the loss, it's not to say you're not going to be missing the people you've lost. Of course you will. Right. Um, and you will always honor their lives and hopefully bring a, a sense of celebration into the life and the time that you had with them. Mm-hmm. However, if you hang out there, long then you're you're taking the life out of your own breath in a way or the breath out of your own life that is so true so what you have found um, Mm -hmm. is that by focusing on something such as the beautiful songs of the birds Mm -hmm. and and putting your attention there that that moves you into a different state I would I would assume in some way it's elevating your vibration it's elevating your energy because you're hearing that it's it's a, that beautiful symphony of bird songs that and you can think oh my god literally oh my god how did you create such wonder in the world mm-hmm. and if you put your 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 love and your expression into that focus and suddenly you're not only uplifted but you're you're in some way letting the grief sort of wash off your back so i would call it like a you know water rolling off a duck's back it's not, yeah. it's not there not that the water is not there, but you're not holding it in a way that that diminishes your your own energy and your own capacity to feel joy. That's, yes, that is so true. I wrote about that in my book um, because, like I said, some of the exercises I give um, challenges and tips and um, exercises that they can do. And absolutely, when if you go to the beach and if you're laying on the sand, just say you just bury yourself in the sand and you lay there, you let the water just wash the sand off you and it's such a relief you know it's like the like the pressure as the like like the um your troubles have been lifted have been washed back out to sea and and you have to just find ways to do that to celebrate their life because you will never forget about them and they will always live on in your heart but you have to move on because it's not your time yet so you have to continue to do what god has called you here to do and that's what i would say about finding joy in your journey and do the things that you you know as if they were still here but to carry them tucked away in your heart and and move forward because there's so many people that's young um they lose a husband or a spouse or mom or dad and they feel like oh i just you know lost my best friend now i don't know where to begin um what's um you know i don't want to start over and that's the wrong answer because life is meant to be enjoyed and you should do it with someone. I mean, whether it's friends, girlfriends, boyfriends, you know, uh, build relationships. 
whether it's co-workers or find someone to connect with and continue your journey because the world needs what you have oh i i totally agree with you and i i feel that we're all here for a purpose as a matter of fact i think we're all here for multiple purposes that's true um, i think that the multiple purposes all kind of blend into the one purpose and that is to be a light and be the love and to share that with others and if everyone's doing that um there's so much more harmony in the world than if instead we focus on the negative so you've given some good tools i love the idea of the beach washing you know across your body and just letting the grief sort of wash away with that that's a really good image um let's talk about these stages of grief though because how fast should someone really expect that they're going to stop feeling the real deep pain from a loss or tragedy well there are like five stages of grief according to psychiatrist um elizabeth kubler ross in 1969 she introduced to the world what she called was the five stages of grief over the um so the five stages of grief are denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance i believe we all go through these stages when we're grieving i also believe that some people spend more time in one or more stages than than others the thing is there is no set strategy for grieving we all go through the process differently however if we do not we do spend time in each stage in grief regardless of the type of loss we have suffered now is a natural mechanism for dealing with loss it takes place when we are unable to connect with the loss we suffered so each stage of grief people get go through these and they stay there you know for a period of time and the funny thing is about the five stages of grief you don't go through them in a set precedence you don't I mean that go through them one through five you might start dealing with depression number four and then you know go back to being angry because you, you know your loved one left you and you felt that it's hey and we, I, we weren't finished or you know it, it shouldn't have stopped here it was too soon so like i said yeah with the five stages of grief it the one 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 stage could affect you you know at any given time certain smells certain um traveling when you're traveling certain thoughts um, you know, certain foods will bring about the, the memory and it'll just put you right back there. So if you don't do something, um, learn to do something positive, you know, when you, you're stuck, then to, to move forward, then you, you know, you continue to struggle. So I, um, I understand denial. Mm -hmm. I mean, because if, especially if someone is taken from you suddenly mm -hmm. uh, in a tragic accident, as an example, I can really understand that stage of denial because it's just so hard to believe. Whereas maybe you wouldn't hang out in denial as long if you'd had someone who had a prolonged illness that you were expecting that they weren't going to live. I would think that stage would be shorter. Although, as you say, it's different for everyone else. Mm -hmm. uh, anger um, as well, I think there's a lot of different reasons to feel anger when you lose someone. I'm a little confused about the bargaining can you give us a little more understanding of that yes for one thing when my sister was sick uh, my youngest sister because it was just me and her so after my brother had passed away my oldest sister passed away in 2012 she was the one prior to her and I said okay let's just just me and you and so as she was you know going through her struggle um you know because she had diabetes and a lot of other little illnesses and so 
but I would say to myself, I would say, talk to God. And I was like, God, if I could, you know, just give my arm, I'd give my leg. So, you know, if she would get up and be able to do the things that we used to do together, because it seemed like she was going downhill so fast. So I think that is one form of bargaining. When you say, Lord, this is what I will do, you know, in return, I'm trying to trade, or if I could have done it over again, or had it been two years ago, you know, you learn to, you're bargaining with the Lord. I get it now. Thank you. <laughs> How many times have I heard that expression? You know, yeah. oh, I'd, I'd, I'd give my left hand or my right hand. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, in a way, I think that probably relates a little bit to denial because you can't, you know, that it's 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 wishful thinking, right? That it's something that helps uplift you out of the anger, if that might be the stage you're in, and um, to the point that you're saying, uh, or at least a little bit, Elizabeth Kubler Ross, who I actually saw speak at one time, and it was wow. a profound experience many years ago. Um, mm -hmm. So that that phase of depression may come early or may have a delayed uh, time frame in which that's, it's in. That's true. That's true because, like I said, with um, sometimes you don't be depressed about it right away because you're going through the you're trying to process it. When you're learning how to process grief, you're just having all these mixed emotions. And like I said, it could be denial, could be angry, you know, bargaining at accepting it that it actually happened you know now what are you going to do how are you going to manage you know after they pass away so yeah so i think it's a lot of yeah all of them well i'm i'm going to share a story um a, a true story obviously um about my father and his passing um who i love dearly and um he passed from leukemia and he went through an extensive period of um, transfusions first and then went through um, chemotherapy. Wow. And um, I just, I, I was so sad and depressed because it really, he had such a small chance of survival. And of course I went, so I, I'm, what I'm getting at is I went through a lot of these phases before he passed. Mm -hmm. I went through the, the denial, oh no, he's going to be fine. Then I went through the anger because, oh, I just, hated the thought that he was having to go through chemotherapy. It was poisoning his body in the attempts mm -hmm. to heal it. And then, mm -hmm. um, you know, the bargaining, I don't remember that part as much, which is probably why I, um, I asked about that question. But then the depression. And all of these phases came prior to his passing for me. Wow. And so once he passed, I actually went into a state of acceptance quite quickly because I felt that he was free. I felt that right. his spirit had been freed from the suffering and um, all that he'd been going through. And on top of that, I had this incredible dream about him before he passed, but that helped me with the acceptance because he was dressed all in white and he was with some of his best friends who had already passed. This was in the dream. And he was right. dancing and he was happy and he was just in a state of joy which is what you talk about. And when yeah. I realized that that was actually, for me, the prelude to his passing and realizing that that was setting him free, it put me into a state of acceptance so quickly that, quite frankly, I didn't even have to go through all of these phases other yeah. than the sadness of losing him. But it didn't take me to a state of depression, but that's because of this profound dream that I had. 
Wow. That let me know he was just moving to a place that was so wondrous, um, wow. that was so joyful, that how could I be anything but joyful for him? I thought you'd find that interesting. Yes, that is. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's that. That's and that's the perfect um example because like i said when you do and i think god warns us you know that's the preparation phase uh when someone getting ready to pass away and we'd be so stressed out about it and lord and then god is just showing us that just let go and let god because we were all born and it's one thing we yes we do have to leave here one one day you know and like i said it does it's, the process though is hard especially if your loved one is sick and like you said because like i said like we, we went through that with both my parents my dad was sick he had emphysema so I, and I was a daddy's girl, so, so I know I feel your pain. But thank you so much for sharing that. That is a beautiful story. And yes, we do find joy. Because there's joy on the other side. And that's what we're trying to get. You know, that's that's, that's a joy we can never, you know. Hey, I, I, that's the best joy ever right there. Well, I think so. And I, I wanted to share it uh, because it helped me really process the information. And you know, for his, for his, um, what we did as a memorial service, it truly was a memorial service, and it helped up uplift again to another level because we celebrated his life. We even he was a, a jazz drummer, and we ended up having what was called the Celebration Jazz Band come okay. to his memorial service and play songs that he always loved when he was in the band, and um, the whole memorial service was happy and joyful. Wow powerful and we all left instead of feeling depressed and saddened we left feeling joyous and celebratory for his life so i just thought i would you know bring those yeah. in as, as different perspectives i know everyone has their traditions and so this is certainly not the normal tradition but it really worked well for for myself and our family so wow uh, <laughs> yes that's yeah. awesome though. yes so much life. yeah that that celebrates all right so let's go a little deeper into this third topic because you already made reference to it and that is finding joy throughout your journey and this could be whether or not it's someone who has experienced the kind of devastating loss that you've experienced or someone who's just had some times that are depression depressing or let's talk about some of the soldiers who have been going through the ptsd and how do you help people focus on the joy on the everyday path that we all experience. Yes, I feel that you find joy in, just like I said, especially after you deal with grief and then you, you know, go through your little, your celebration stage. Um, I feel that you find joy by staying connected to God, um, through prayer, through um, devotions, daily devotions, and learning to apply these things to your life will restore your joy after. Um, a personal loss. So you're you're gonna wrap it all up in this big beautiful bundle, and that is make sure you're connected to God. Yes. So what gonna, I'm gonna be the devil's advocate here, and what are you gonna say to those clients that you're gonna be getting and that are going to be wanting you to coach them through it, and are agnostic or even worse, yeah, the atheistic? How are you gonna help them if they say, "I'm sorry, that's not gonna work for me." What will work for them? Well, when they're trying to survive their grief, because like I said, everybody goes with it and has to deal with it at some time. You have to learn certain coping mechanisms, skills and stuff. So as you learn to pray and to, with the coaching thing, I, I give them challenges, I give them steps. 
but it's it's done through a Christian um, biblical perspective. So we do use the Bible and quote scriptures, and they daily they'll learn to draw um, because we color. Sometimes color coloring is relaxing, so we do like relaxing relaxation therapy um, tools and tips in the in my book and my workbook. So I'll share all share all these things with them. And each week we built off of okay, how did it go last week? Some people will get stuck. Some people didn't accomplish that step yet. And so they're still saying, well I would you know I didn't get there or I didn't accomplish that. So we we'll, we need you to go back and pick up where you left off, you know, you missed that step. You need to color, you need to draw, you need to visualize, um, find that good place and go sit in the um stay in the sun and relax. Just just let like I said, let your problems roll off. You know, roll away. Let all your troubles just roll away. Think about the beauty in the the flowers. Now it's about to be spring, and yes, it we do, we are expecting a winter storm today, but <laughs> next week in a couple of weeks, right? It'll be the cherry blossoms and spring, and the birds and the bees and you know, time to get outdoors. So those things, I think, like I said, celebrating them things will bring a whole lot, will help you to restore joy. Okay, I totally get it. And mm -hmm. even though I know that you're coming from a, a Christian faith, which you know mm -hmm. I do too, but I just know that people come from all different backgrounds and all different faiths. And I think if you would wrap that in what you're talking about now, that it is relatable to anybody right. on any level, um, and I think it's interesting that you talked about color therapy because that has, I noticed, is a new trend. Um, yes. Adult coloring books. <laughs> right, yes. And they, they, they are so, because I noticed my aunt does it, and she is so good um, with, you know, with the um, coloring. I'm yeah. learning to stay in, in the lines, and, you know, it's just be amazing to me. I'm like, yeah. she's 70 some years old. And that's some of the pictures. I said, Auntie, you actually could frame them. So yeah. I was like, so when I started working on my workbook, I said, you know, I think this would be great for, um, for, you know, for. Looks like we just, fro she just froze on us. We were getting that. So, so she's put, let's see if we can get Vanessa back on, but she's just saying that she's put this into her workbooks for people because it is very therapeutic. And it is something that people can focus on. And the whole idea I think that she's trying to drive home to everyone is you take your focus and redirect it in a way that is going to take your focus off of the loss. Not that you'll ever forget someone who's dear to you, but you take your focus off the loss and focus it on something else that feels more joyful, more positive, and more powerful for you. So um, I think that you're going to find, if you yourself, you may not be experiencing grief at the moment, or you may not have had a major loss in your life right now, but you may know somebody who has, and you will at some time yourself. So be aware that these tools are available for you. Be aware that you can move into nature and embrace the beauty of all four seasons. Um, and as Vanessa so beautifully put, make sure that you do connect with people that you find other people that you can do things with, that you can share joy with, uh, that you can find laughter with. All of these are um, positive, powerful ways to uplift your spirit, um, to bring more joy into your life. Find something that brings laughter into your life, and I know that that's going to help you experience joy on your journey. Now, we'll see if Vanessa can get back in for some final words. But while she's doing that, I do want to share her gift with you. 
and you can go get she's got um, actually a worksheet or workbook checklist that you can take advantage of and all you need to do to take advantage of her special gift is go to hmtips.com forward slash Vernessa gift again that's hmtips.com forward slash Vernessa gift and you'll be able to um, log into the, her site and see all the different books that she has written um, and all she has like six different books that she she has written around this topic that are available for you to experience and perhaps again if they're not something that you need they may be something that will help uh, someone that you care deeply about process a loss and move from one of the five stages of grief into experiencing joy along the journey. So I want to thank you all for being here. I hope that you found this information as valuable as I have. And I hope you go out and apply it in your life or share it with someone else so that you can help uplift, uplift them. Oh, looks like she may be getting back on here. Okay, well, Vanessa, good for you. <clears throat> can we hear you? Yeah. All right, we need to hear you. Yeah, mute, unmute. Okay, when that happens, it takes your camera away. Uh, Vanessa, I'm going to close for you. I've already offered everyone the gift. And unless we can get your, your audio back on here, um, if you have a final word, otherwise I will say goodbye for you. Can we get your audio back on? Hello? No, we're not here. There it is. There it is. No, unmute. Unmute. Okay, there you go. Awesome. Good. I've already told them about the gift. I've given them the address to the gift so they can go pick that up. Um, what, what are your final thoughts that you want to share with everyone today? Well, I, like I said, I just want to leave them with one tip. Realizing that you don't have control over everything that happens to you in your life. It's very important to know and to find true happiness. It won't be possible until you can learn how you can turn all your negatives in your life into positive. May be difficult to derive something positive from every situation, but if you look carefully enough, you may find something positive in everything. Oh, I'm so glad you got back on to share that <laughs> statement. Yes, finding something positive in everything, even though sometimes it might be difficult to see it at first, or it might not even be revealed to you at first. But always look for it. It is there. You will find something positive in everything if you open your mind to receive the gift of it. So thank you. It's just been a wonderful. And um, I want you to stay right where you are. And I just want to say thank you, everyone, for your patience today with a few of our technical difficulties. But I think you'll agree that the information was valuable and powerful. So thank you again so much, Vanessa. And to the rest of you, have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week on the Inspirational Businesswoman Show. Bye-bye now. Thank you. Bye-bye.